can you? Over here, agent. Slayer. Yo, what's up? Hey, over here. Cursed one. Hello and welcome to Control Alt Wow, the podcast for those of us who love virtual reality and making many alts. Today is Monday, April 3rd, 2023, and this is episode 789 entitled Virtual Reality Has a High Learning Curve. I'm April PVD in virtual reality, or Prillian, as you may have previously known me, and we are going to be discussing virtual reality. Control Out Wow is now a virtual reality podcast. Uh, virtual reality is my passion. And for the past 17 years, I have played World of Warcraft. But now I want to focus on my passion, which is VR. You can find me on the regular podcast, but I also uh, stream on Twitch at April PVD on Twitch. And if you check me out on YouTube, you'll see this, some of this in video form as well as my other videos. I'm talking about the high learning curve. That's what the title today is because there is, there is a high learning curve. I was fortunate in a lot of ways in that I got into VR, you know, very early on. As I mentioned in last week's episode, I started in 2017. And today I'm going to talk about my next step in the VR journey in a segment I called How I Got Hooked on VR. And I put a picture in the show notes, which can be found at v- at uh, controlaltwild.com. And it shows my order from Amazon on February 9th. I ordered a Oculus Ready gaming computer. And on February 7th, well, this is when they shipped. I got a, I ordered the Oculus Rift and Touch Virtual Reality System. I ended up paying almost, well, $1,100, almost $1,200 for this system. And I sold my PlayStation to GameStop. (laughs) And of course, they ripped me off. I think I got like a third of what I paid for it. But I was so anxious to get the Rift. And I, I, I didn't care. The Rift was different than the PlayStation because it had 360. It had base stations. <laughs> and, <clears throat> boy, it brings me back. You had to place them just right. And sometimes if they were placed just a little bit wrong, they had to be facing a certain way. And there were two things two little camera things on sticks that uh, I had to figure out where to put them. I had to put them on something. Um, the room I had my VR in at the time, I had to actually make little shells to put them on. But it was a wonderful, wonderful experience. 
instead of the box that the PlayStation came in, or the PlayStation box, uh, it was a computer and the cords. You had to plug it in in the back, and you still had a uh, cable. And I ended up playing with that for a while. We're going to my next step in my next episode. Uh, the only thing that I had a big problem with was when I was doing a lot of movement, a lot of shifting around. Hmm, I ended up twisting my cable. I think I brought like in the course of owning the riff and I ended up owning it twice. I must have gone through at least two or three cables, but I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I was uh, I was big on PlayStation. I mean, a uh, rec room back then. I did a lot of rec room stuff. So that was part two of my VR journey. The the thing I started off with on that one was the roller coaster. That one was really scary. It took me a while to get used to it. The feeling of going up, it was so real that there were several times when I had to actually stop after we, after I got to the top of the roller coaster because I couldn't face going straight down. Ooh. I don't know. Anybody else uh, experienced the Oculus Rift system? And I put a screen, I put a picture in the show notes of my actual Oculus Rift, my first one, as it is today. <laughs> it's it's in bad shape. I ended up having to duct tape it together at one point. <laughs> but I think this must yeah, this must be my original one. Yes, this is my original one. So I still have it. It's a part of my museum which I have so many things in it I have my first Mac SE I have my first uh, Bondi blue iMac my lampshade iMac a host of things my Newton <laughs> so many memories and here's the thing I've always been an early adopter and while it is expensive and it is trying it was well worth it I really enjoyed my first foray into virtual reality now let's get on to what I've been doing this week and I've been doing a lot of course I've been in Zenith I finally uh, got my regular strike tail club which in Zenith, we do a, we can do pet capturing, and uh, it is fun. It's and someone was saying this to me today that it is Pokemon, and it is a Pokemon. It is Pokemon. It's you're throwing a ball, you're capturing pets, and uh, and then you get to keep the pet. But the way it works in uh, in Zenith is each pet has a different uh, level that you have to get before you can summon the pet. You start off capturing a waddle and a, um, a fairy fly. And 
when you open your when you go into your uh, creature capturing tab, you'll see the creatures that you just captured. The interesting thing is that you don't get to see all the creatures. You only get to see the information for them after you capture them. Before you capture them, they're just little shadows that you can barely figure out what they are. You can kind of see what they are, but you don't really get to get any information. But once you capture your first fairy fly, it will tell you that you needed to get to tier level one in order to summon it. And that means you need to capture 15. There's several ones that you can do that for. Uh, The dazzling... Fairy Fly is also a tier one, which is nice because it is a a, an, a blue pet, but they're very hard to find and they're very hard to capture. On one of my tunes, I actually have that, and it's neat because when it gets to a certain level, level 15, it gets two slots. Oh, that's the other thing I should mention. Pets give you buffs. They're not there just to be cute. They actually give you buffs. Each one has a different, uh, what's called affinity. Some of them are utility, meaning they will help you uh, hunt out something. Some of them are for exploration, meaning that they give you a speed buff or a stamina buff, and some of them are, are uh, for battle. Like, I think uh, the gem crusher will give you something like rage or, um, or extra health so that when you're fighting, you have a better way of fighting. But uh, the striped tail cub was a level, a tier three, oh, no, tier two, you have to capture 50 of them. Tier 3, you have to capture 150. So I, this striped tail has been a long time coming. I worked hard during the winter festival to get the frosted striped tail. Black pet was actually a reward from from fighting uh, Faminus and uh, the Banshees in the uh, winter festival, just like the falling foe, the precursor falling foe is a, you you get that from doing the skyward mysteries. And I'm sorry to say that if you have not yet started the skyward mysteries, you're going to be out of luck because there's only six days left. It actually went, for very long. I think it was like weeks, four or five weeks. It started as a celebration of uh, of Zenith's first anniversary. And uh, it has been going on. I'm sure you've heard me talk about it. It's a very comp it's a it's like a game pass. So <clears throat> they did with the Winter Festival, you would go in and you would fight the Banshees and you would fight Feminists. And it would give you certain rewards for each time you, you completed the challenges uh, in the, uh, in the uh, Winter Festival campaign. 
So in Zenith, we have two, there's always two ongoing campaigns. There's the regular campaign, which is the agent rank. And well, not always two, because there was a gap between the winter festival and the uh, Skyward Mysteries. But uh, the in the winter festival, it was a little bit different because you had to go to the snowman in Nexus and get these quests and turn in uh, these chocolate coins. And if you got so many coins, I think it was 500, you could get the pet and 250 got you the hat. And I remember going there so many times and... It's really neat because not only do you gain uh, these rewards, you got recipes, you got uh, other things, but you also got XP, which is one of the reasons that a couple of my tunes are high-level tunes without doing a lot of questing and getting past some of the higher areas. So the Skyward Mystery, you uh, had to do different challenges. Uh, take out famineists, do the uh, the uh, kill the falling foes. With the with the winter festival, the banshees came out, and you had to kill them first. If you didn't kill the banshees, if there weren't enough people enough people to take out the banshees, then famineists would not show. So you had to start it with the banshees and then finish with famineists. Well, it's the same thing with those skyward mysteries but it's in a different area this one the other one was in fractured plains almost near the entrance to galleon valley this the uh the skyward mysteries is right by the tower at the entrance to fractured plains where shin is and where micah is if (laughs) And this is interesting. If you started in the academy, if you didn't start in the academy, Micah is over by, well, one of the Micahs is over by the the gate by to, at the entrance near where Blake, the, uh, the collector trainer, is. But if you did start in the academy, Micah is on the bridge at the tower in Fractured planes at the beginning. So the challenge has always been to try to kill the falling foes. And I became, I don't know if I want to say obsessed. Okay, here's the deal. The falling foes are fierce. (laughs) That's an alliteration. And they are these swirling triangles that uh, come they are invert. They're triangles on the top and tri- uh, pyramids on the top and pyramids on the bottom. They're very interesting um, as a foe, and they're the same size as the um, the uh, the same format as the Falling Friends pet and the Precursor pet. I'll put uh, screenshots in the show notes, which you can find at controlaltwild.com. And in when the winter festival was going on, it was way over by Galleon Valley, and the banshees were spread out. So you could kind of move around, even if you were low level, and uh, and 
even though they would move in on you, you would have a chance to move around. And if you died, you had to come back. You had to run back from over there by the gate to the bridge to Nexus. Well, the Skyward Mystery is right by the tower, by the bridge, Nexus, to Nexus. So if you died while you're playing, while you're uh, fighting the fallen foes, which is very easy to do, they are more clustered in a smaller space and they move around a lot. Uh, I have found that the best way to deal with them is to move yourself. They are twirling and they don't seem to have a front or back, but they actually do. And, you, you know, the, the thing to do is to stay behind them. Well, if you do happen to die, it's very hard to revive you because in Zenith, the way you revive someone is when you're dead, your life forces <laughs> are coming out of you on this red thread, almost, well, some of us jokingly call it an umbilical cord. And you can revive someone by touching it and holding your hand over it. In the beginning, this was something that changed. I must have changed right before the academy came because in the beginning, you could revive someone by feeding them. But of course, not everybody has food because in order to feed some, in order to have food, you have to do cooking. And a lot of people I have found don't do cooking. And they motivate you to do cooking because cooking is also in the agent pass as uh, as a challenge. So now you just hold your hands over the, the life thread. And it depends on once they die, if they move, the life thread actually gets longer. But here's the catch. When you're fighting the fighting foes, <laughs> say that three times fast, um, they are constantly moving and shooting at you. So if you stop to revive someone, chances are you're going to get killed. And even if you're successfully revived, you are revived with like 10% health, I think, maybe even 5%. Your, 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 your little bar is just smidgen moved, thinking that, you know, you will have a healer or someone will, or you could, I don't know if you can even eat in battle. That will help. I've had some success when I'm fighting someone by eating an orange to get more health. But this is such a fast-paced battle that you cannot, you don't have time to eat or to get healed. And I have seen this happen time and again that someone trying to heal the person there that died and they get killed. And my feeling is that if you just uh, reset yourself, respawn, you put your hands together and you'll respawn, you'll start over at the, uh, at the gate from Nexus with 100% health. And there are two things that are important. One is that you can get back within seconds. But, you know, the biggest fear, and this was the fear with feminists, that if you didn't hurry up and get back, the event would finish and you wouldn't get credit. But the minute you start moving in towards the tower where Shin and Mika are, you get the you get the 
chime that the battle has started, that you're in the battle, you're in, in the event. Yeah, that's what it says. The event has started. And, and, and so you definitely got to get credit. In fact, one time I can't, I was still at the bridge. They killed uh, the Skyward Omen and I got credit. So it's so much better. But unfortunately, there are so many people out there who are so used to getting revived. And it got to the point where I felt like a bad person because they would say, help me, revive me, help me. And I'm like, no, just put your hands together. Well, they call it, we call it praying. It seems kind of weird, but, and, and they would go, no, no, you're being mean. Why don't you help me? You can revive me. And I'm like, I would die. Plus you won't come back as strong. And um, <laughs> it's such a silly thing. But uh, I had one person actually say, yeah, grandma wouldn't revive me. I'm like, I'm not a grandma. <laughs> and anyways, so, uh, but I really think that it's better to just put your hands together and let, let, it, let yourself come back. So I've been doing that over and over again on my Blade Master. I have completed the Battle Pass and I've completed the uh, Skyward Mystery Pass. There, I have still been because I was um, you know, I was um, tandem leveling my other roles, and I'm going to go into that in just a second. That I was um, doing the quests for uh, the Skyward Mysteries, even though I was no longer, I had, I was no longer getting any benefits other than XP, and the Zen is not really that much. That's the currency in in, Zen, in Zenith, and uh, but it was still great XP. First of all, when you when you're low level and you complete the Fallen Foes, it's thirty five hundred XP, which if you're like level anywhere from level five or four to ten, that's a big. You can even get one level when you're four or five, and that was when I was uh, leveling up my roles. And that's what I'm going to talk about next. I mentioned it last time that um, you could have three roles as a blade master or as a essence mage and uh, it's dps support and tank so on my steam account my uh, essence mage hadn't gotten very far it was um, a level nine support so i started leveling my dps and my tank and uh, that was really fun and it's it's really a good idea i think because you get to share the the gear uh, as you're, if you level all the way to 40, the gear that you had along the way, you could save it, but it would probably fill up your inventory. You do get three nice big pages of inventory, but it would then get confusing. And uh, a lot of times we en enchant, I mean, enhance our gear. So some, it's a lot better to uh, tandem level which is what I do is I get one, two, one level, one roll 
to a certain level, like for instance, I was getting like the support to nine and then I'd switch back to the tank that was at level seven and get that to nine and then switch back again. But today I had an epiphany. First of all, the tank on the Essence Mage, it has an ability when it shoots its, um, what do they, oh God, I know what it's called. Uh, the, the things that they shoot with, it's not a, it's not a blade. It's, it's just escaping my mind. It's, and, but the, I think it's a launcher. It launches the, the power beams for each one. With a tank, it's a solid beam that you point, and it really works effectively. It builds up energy, and as you get closer, I've seen it like just tear something apart, and it gives this very nice glass-breaking sound when you finally kill the, the uh, mob that you're aiming it at. But... <laughs> It's very hard to get used to. And the other, the thing that the Essence Mage has besides the uh, shooting devices is it has the ability to cast and throw um, magic, energy, balls, boulder drops. Uh, in upcoming episodes, we'll go into more details about that. But for me, it was very hard because every time I play Essence Mage, I'm always... I have my creature capture balls in my quick slot, which is right in front of me, so that if I see a creature, I can throw it. Initially, when the quick slots were uh, were the quick slots were used for um, food that you would keep, so that you could quickly eat to regenerate yourself and reanimate your teammates. But now they're mostly used for the um, for throwing the creature capture balls, but I kept throwing my balls everywhere. And it was, it's, it's nice because if you do accidentally pull out your ball and drop it somewhere, it stays there. You'll see little creature catching balls around Zenith and you're like, Oh, somebody dropped their balls, but you can pull them back if you find it, which is neat too. So, uh, what I decided is I don't really like the tank even though it's powerful, and when I'm playing it, I don't die as much because it does have, it's got uh, greater stats than DPS or support because it's a tank. It's meant to get to get hit. It, that's its job. That's the tank's job. But I'm not good at tanking. I was never good at tanking in World of Warcraft, and I won't be good in Zenith. So what I decided to do when I still want, and, and you know, it's my altaholic in me, I want all my roles leveled. I don't need it. Maybe maybe one day I'll figure out the whole tanking thing and I'll go, oh, man, I wish my tank was as high as I am. I wish my tank could use this uh, ancient gear, marks of ancient gear, but it's too low. Well, now I'm leveling my tanks with me. In fact, my blade master are now 28, 26, 28 tank, 26 DPS, and 33, um, uh, oh no, 40 um, uh, support. And uh, so what I'm doing now, and I find this really interesting, is that instead of um, 
bringing them each out and, and leveling them to the next level, I've started just taking my tank out when I complete quests. <laughs> and because I'm, I'm, this is on my Essence Mage, uh, I'm doing it differently on my Blade Master. My Blade Master, I, I'm a Blade Master at heart. I've decided I don't really like Essence Mage, but I still want to level one. And I still want it to have all the, uh, the things from the Skyward Mysteries. So I'm playing them both. I got into this really long debate with this person, and I think it was a younger person, who was saying, why do you have... So many tunes. And I have another I have another friend I keep running into and he goes, April, every time I see you, you're on a different uh, tune. You're on a different account. or they, they say account, but it's the same account. They're just different characters. Because like when World of Warcraft first came out, you get one tune, one character, one specialty, and you focus on that and everything goes into that. And uh I can't do that. I've never done that. And that's why Control Alt Wow exists because it's nice to be an altaholic. It's nice to try different things. And I was trying to explain to this person, well, I just like to fool around and see what I can do and see what's different. I'm still playing the game. And I want to, I always believe you should be able to play the game the way you want to play the game. So what I'm doing now is I bring the tank out, we turn in the quest. And then I go back to my DPS. And that's been working great. In fact, on my uh, my Essence Mage, the tank is actually t- higher than the DPS, even though the DPS is the one doing all the actual leveling. And uh, it's, it's really interesting. It's just that I have to be careful because <laughs> some of the gear, when you change uh, your roles, Sometimes your gear doesn't go with you. I remember changing my role and then changing back to another role and doing a whole event in um, Radiant Coast and then realizing when I got back to change to another role that I had been completely, I had no gear on me at all. And and I mean, it is just a cartoon character. Uh, the women do have on a little brassiere and little underwear but it's, I still think it's weird when I run into somebody in the game and they don't have clothes. Speaking of running into games, the other thing I've been doing is um, is um, I hooked up with the United Zenithian Alliance. And you can find them on Discord. You can find them on uh, different places. On they, I, I ran into them in my... Facebook group for uh, Zenith. They're a wonderful group of people. They put a, together tutorials. They take, I mean, tours. They take people group tours. And on Saturday, they put together a cosmetic journey where they did the Sunshine event and the uh, NeoWare event. And we did it multiple times because uh, these are things to get cosmetics they are something that you wear and when you're kept when you uh, look at your character your character has when you look at your inventory your character there are several slots and one of them is cosmetic there's several screens one's cosmetic and one's gear and the cosmetic is where things 
you know, it's kind of like transmogging in uh, World of Warcraft. So you can buy, you can play, um, do these events, get the rewards, and with so many points, and it's a lot of points, you can then trade them in for. Uh, you have to get a lot of points, so it takes a lot of time. You got to run these events a lot, but they're fun. And this group was so big and so wonderful, and it went so fast that I was able to get enough. I actually um, got enough points to get my bracelets on the sunshine. I still need some more for Neowear, but it's really fun, and the people there do such a good job organizing everything. I um, am posting a video on my YouTube channel, and I'll put a link in the show notes. It was really a lot of fun, and I'm hoping to join them again uh, next time they do this event. So that was really fun. Another interesting thing that happened was that um, I've been running uh, a lot of leveling roulettes. Leveling roulette is where you uh, you – Go into the jungle. It's like doing um, randoms for World of Warcraft. You go in and you could get any dungeon. Of course, I've only done two dungeons right now. Uh, Seething Crypt and Outlaw Grove. Seething, Seething Crypt and Outlaw Grove. So when I do uh, click on Leveling Roulette, I will get one of those two. But the thing is, when you're when if you finish it, you will get uh, 14 marks of ancient, ancients, ancients instead of just four. And the other thing that happened to me, when I was doing the roulettes, I was hoping to get Outlaw Grove. I was level 19, I think, the first time I tried it in <clears throat> uh, this week. And I ended up getting Seething Crypt which is a level 26 or 27 dungeon because it's out there at Radiant Coast. It was way higher. Um, I was fortunate that I found that I ended up being with, it's a, it's, a two, it's a one to four man dungeon, person dungeon. And I, was, I got this one person, I wish I could remember his name. I'll have to find it and put it in the show notes. And on the... Um, I'll put the video of it behind me now. I hope I can remember <laughs> all the things I'm talking about. But um, he was so great. He didn't mind that I died a lot. In fact, he was uh, just trying to update his gear to get the Marks of Ancients. And uh, it's a very fast pace. Uh, and it was so much fun doing it with him. And at the end, I actually went up a level and a half. <laughs> Because I was so low and I, the XP was so much. The thing about XP and quests and challenges, I mean quests in Zenith, is that some quests have an exact amount of XP. So if you're doing something and it's, uh, that's uh, a high level thing and you're turning it in on a low level tune, you're going to get a big jump because it's going to be a big chunk of XP. Uh, and the challenges, though, in the agent rank, they scale. But the dungeons and some of the turn-ins with Shin in different areas and Kai in other areas are a set amount, and the XP is great. You can even, uh, well, with the with the leveling roulette, 
it has to be the person that is the role that you're going to, that is in the dungeon is the one that gets the XP. But, and other things that you can do, you can actually switch out your role and get the XP on the lower role tune and get a big bonus. So that was a lot of fun. It's been a really good week. I've had a lot of um, good experiences and I've learned a lot of things. Um, So now that one of the things I did today was I wanted to show what it looked like when you first start the Skyward Mysteries. So I went in with, I went back to the academy and I started a tune from scratch and I went along through the academy experience until I got to the point, when you first go in, you, there's no agent rank to be seen. You can open up your menu, but agent rank isn't available. But once you do a couple of the quests in uh, in um, the the academy, you can you will be shown. You'll be able to see the agent rank. So I just did that so I could show a quote unquote virgin Skyward Mysteries from zero to max because all of most of my tunes have done so many of the uh, challenges, particularly, so the, in the challenge campaigns, in the campaigns for uh, Agent Rank and for um, the Skyward Mysteries, there's two portions to it. There's the guide, which is a bunch of challenges that you can do at any time, and the activities, which is comprised of daily and weekly and they change from day to day and they reset one of the challenges for instance in the agent rank is uh, a weekly thing of a hundred capture a hundred critters well on sunday at 8 p.m eastern daylight savings time the server resets and if you haven't gotten your hundred you have to you start over again. It took me a long time to figure that because I was trying to get the hundred critters, and uh, it's a good amount of XP and it's a good amount of uh, points towards your agent rank earnings, which then opens up the challenges. So uh, I learned that, and um, when I went in to the academy i was able to see how it looked from day one when you first open your screen now of course this is relevant soon because skyward mystery does end in six days i wish i had done this a lot sooner but uh, i'm gonna put out a video about that on my youtube channel later on today so if you haven't done the skyward mystery or if you haven't opened your agent rank or your skyward mystery tab a uh, campaign do that as soon as possible because it's going to show you a whole bunch of information. And it's going to, I, I showed one person the agent rank and because they had been playing for a while, they had actually earned or completed a bunch of challenges, but they never claimed it. And my other tip today is that Check your challenges often. Some of the challenges, for instance, every day there's a different one of either uh, kill so many sylphids 
or open so many chests or pick so many, so much fruit. But they each have four stages of four parts. So you can kill 25 sylphids and then claim that, that particular challenge. But then here's the problem. If you don't claim that, the 26th and every sylphid after that has, will not count towards the next level. If you claim it, now it resets and you can now do 25 more and you'll get, uh, you'll get the bonus, the challenge. You'll complete that challenge for step two, then step three and step four. And that's a lot of, uh, Zen. It's a lot of, uh, points towards your agent rank and a lot of XP that you're letting just sit on the table. All right. So, <laughs> and oh, last, I wanted to say some interesting Zenith facts. And I kind of hinted about this before. And I'm going to put two pictures in the show notes comparing. Mika will be different for you. If you started, if you're a legacy account and you started in Underside, <laughs> I was watching somebody call it Undercity the other day, but it's Underside. Mika will be in a different place than if you started in the academy. And also, if you started in the underside and you came back, you need to go to the second Mika in Galleon Valley to get your um, quest to kill Cato and start your Outlaw Grove. Outlaw Grove wasn't here before the academy, so it's a different thing. Now, I want to talk about... (laughs) my other VR experiences. And um, I decided I had been getting a lot of exercise in Zenith, but it's not cardio. It's cardio for a little bit. You're taking down the boss. You're beating, beating, beating. And I'm swinging my blades, but it's really not the cardio that will really get your heart pumping and get things going. So I realized I needed more cardio. So I decided to get back on my elliptical and use a couple of, uh, there are two um, VR experiences that work with the elliptical. It works by uh, Bluetooth and the cadence that uh, it's a device that I connect to the flywheel on my elliptical. And as I'm pl- pumping on the elliptical, uh, and I have my Quest 2 on my head, it moves me through the experience. And there are two that I use that I really like. And um, they're the only two I know of. I heard there was another one that works with a, a treadmill, but I don't have a treadmill. So they also work with a bicycle or um, a, they work with just the controls if you walk in place. And they, the first one is HoloFit. HoloFit, I really like because it's, it's a computer generated um, cities or experiences that you move through. And it feels like you're really moving in this area. And uh, it's really, they have very, a varied amount of, uh, Vistas. There's Paris, 
There's a mountain. There's the Antarctica, which is really neat because you can you get to see this, these all these vistas. There's an Egyptian one. Uh, there's a space one. There's a uh, underwater one. There's so many, and they're really nice, and they have challenges, and uh, they have little puzzle games. The one in Paris, I put a screenshot. You can see the Eiffel Tower. Now, the other one is VZFit, and VZFit uses Google Maps to let you go through anywhere. It's it's really nice, It's but it's not... It's, it's, you're moving through it and you do see the vista. The scene in Paris is really nice on that one, but it's weird because it's kind of like they, they took the Google map and they pasted it and you're moving through it, but it's not as realistic as when you, with the hollow fit. I'm going to put a link in the show notes to a video I did on YouTube that compares and contracts the two different things, but I've been doing that now. Um, the, not the VZ fit also has a few games that are, um, like a racing game where you're like in a car, there's a game where you're a tank and you're shooting things. And there's a game where you're in a canoe and you are driving, uh, pushing ducks towards a grandmother. And it's all, it's all very uh, neat and both uh, both apps get you going. The VZ Fit is eighty dollars for the year, and I think nine ninety nine a month or something. Seven ninety nine a month, I forget. And the uh, Hollow Fit is I think a hundred and nine a year or eleven ninety nine a month. But uh, they're very good. I'll put links to them in the show notes and. Um, I think this is going to about, about do it for me today. Uh, I'm having a lot of fun. There are so many unique and different things you can do in virtual reality. Right now, I'm really focused on Zenith, but there are so many other things that I want to try and I probably will try. And I am enjoying my virtual journey. I hope to see you in VR. This is a brilliant for virtual reality and fallen friends.